thing is, see, you somebody else's little man. You ain't my little man. Maybe you supposed to be in that box. Please, lad, the little old man pleaded. I've been kidnapped. I've been in this chicken coop for three days. I, I'll make it worth your while. Riches, gold, anything that's in my power to give. But the man outside the cage was already getting up. As he stood, he said, None of my business, and walked away. The caged man pressed his face against the cold door and watched him go. Then, a little fist clutching a Barbie doll struck him in the nose, and he withdrew to the back of the carrier. Puppy! screeched the girl with the Barbie as her face filled the door. Puppy! I must be in New York, the little man said. I always hated New York. Chapter One Lucky, said Polly at breakfast. Scott looked up from his cereal and frowned. It was just the two of them in the kitchen, but lucky seemed like such an unsuitable word that he was tempted to see if someone was standing behind him. Me? Lucky how? You're going on a field trip. Polly reminded him. On your first day of school, the girl down the street with the cool bike told me that my class is doing the president's physical fitness test. Scott understood. Privately, he thought the president should mind his own business about how many chin-ups everyone could do, but his mom was always getting after him to set a better example for his sister. It'll help you make a good first impression, he told her, borrowing a phrase they'd been hearing from Mom a lot this past week. Because you're so good at sports. Well, said Polly. Well, you'll probably impress everybody in dork class with your dorkness. Shut up. Hey, said their mother as she entered the kitchen. Don't tell your sister to shut up. But she called me a dork. Maybe if you listened to her more, she wouldn't have to get your attention that way. And don't call your brother a dork. Polly said, Sorry, are you going out with Daniel tonight? Are we having videos and scrambled eggs? And I don't need a sitter, said Scott. The look on Mom's face brought them both up short. I won't be seeing Mr. Trumbull anymore, she said. But we can still have video night, yeah? So he was Mr. Trumbull again, thought Scott. And he knew his sister thought it too. He wasn't to be called Daniel now. Soon Scott would forget the man's name, just like what's-his-face. A pall fell over the kitchen, an unscheduled moment of silence. Polly broke the silence, but then she usually did. Is it because we moved? It's only ten miles. No, no. Things have been building toward this for a while. Leaving Philadelphia was just the last straw you know. For a while, it seemed impossible to say anything but the wrong thing. Leaving Philadelphia and their old school behind had been sort of a last straw for Scott, too. But it was a curious requirement of Mom's new job at Goodco that she live in the company's town of Goodboro, New Jersey, alongside all its other employees. He raced his last few cereal puffs around in the milk with his spoon. It's not dork class, he said finally. 
It's called Project Potential. Yeah, that's much better. Scott glanced at the clock. I have to go, he said, rising from the dinette. It's kind of early still, said Mom. This school starts later than your last one. I know, but I wanted to get there before the other kids to meet my teacher and stuff. Polly dork coughed into her hand. That's a good idea, Mom said, smiling. See you tonight. Three schools in three years, thought Scott, as he pedaled through the crisp November air. They should give me a punch card. Five schools and I get a free soda. He steered toward the local park, down the storm drain shortcut he'd discovered yesterday, dodging broken glass and a man with a rabbit head.